It's the Lakeland Sports Guys with Chris and Tom. Stan Spivey, the coach, uh, out on vacation. Actually, he's running errands in Myrtle Beach. He might as well be on vacation. <laughs> we'll see if we can't get a hold of him a little later on. Glad to have you with us. We're at Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. The Braves are playing as of right now. But we got a big game that's going to be happening tonight. LSU, Wake Forest, uh, the elimination game. We thought this game would go all three. It's come down to the final three. And joining us uh, via Palm Beach. <laughs> Glad to have Jim still back with us once again. Jim, how are you, my friend? Doing well, guys. Thank you all for having me, as always. Always. Yeah, nice you working on that golf game, Jim? Is that what you're doing? What's that? You're working on that golf game. I, I wish. Now, I did go um, check out the A1A today, and I saw some um, nice uh, manicured golf courses. There's a little par three course down here. That is super nice Sounds that fun. I do want to play before I head home. So Very I'm okay good. with the wedge. I just got to keep the driver out of my hands. <laughs> That's smart philosophy there, buddy. So, All right. Well, things are going well as for your picks here as of so far. But let's start with what's going on uh, tonight because there's this – this doesn't get any better, bigger, I should say. 7 o'clock tonight, ESPN2 is where you can catch it. But you've got uh, the – I mean, this is a pitcher's ace duel, is it not, with Paul Skeens for LSU and Red Lauder for for Wake Forest? Oh, it has all the feels of a national championship game, and it very well could be. However, I do think with this this other bracket going to the if-necessary game, I think both of these teams, Wake Forest and LSU, I think what you're going to see is they're slugging it out and using up all their arms just to get to the championship series and Skeens and Louder, whoever whoever comes out on top tonight, they may not be available again. Uh, maybe Monday in the if necessary game in the championship series. So they're really putting themselves behind the eight ball. And Florida's just sitting back, uh, relaxing and and having a great time. But it's been a classic, classic World Series. It really has, Tom. And this game tonight does have a um, have a national championship feel to it. I can't wait to watch it. And, just to clarify, I'm not down here in Florida on a golf trip. I'm actually down here to watch my son play. He's playing in the summer league down here. This is the first chance I got to, to get away and, and watch him play for the first time since he got injured back in February and, and he had a medical red shirt. So he's back playing, and, and uh, it's good to see. Speaking of lounge, I saw some of the uh, stats that you posted or – uh, how's it going so far? It's going really well from the stats you put up. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, just kind of go back. He had a he had a tough freshman year at Lander. He he, and I don't mind sharing. He, he got mono in the fall and lost a bunch of weight, put the weight back on, and, and was primed to I thought have a pretty good freshman campaign. Then, then he got hurt in the fourth game of the year up in Tennessee and. Uh, it shut him down for the rest of the season, just one of those prolonged injuries. But he's getting his timing back. He uh, he was a triple away from hitting for the cycle in one, one of the games last week. So he hit, he hit a home run and double and a single and had four RBIs. But it's a slow process, uh, and it takes time, and you've got to be patient. You can't get frustrated. I'm just glad to hear his name back in there in the stat lines and doing so well. And like I said, we're definitely – Hoping that that recovery is coming the way it is. And now this this league that he's playing in is it a uh, wooden bat league or is it a regular? It is okay. It it is it's a wooden bat league down here at the Palm Beaches in Florida. Nice area. Pretty, pretty good place to be. I was gonna say <laughs> nice, very nice place. Yeah, I'm telling you, we need to get, get one of those here. 
Oh, that'd be nice. But he gets to come down here for, for eight weeks and oh, play wow. baseball. What a life. Oh, that is a lie, bro. <laughs> and, and go to the beach in between games. That's awesome. <laughs> work out, go to the beach. Yeah, work, on his, work on his driver. <laughs> uh, now, but back to college World Series. But like you said, you posted the stats. Like I, I was thinking I did see where he was at triple away from that cycle, which is an amazing accomplishment. But uh, last night was a 5-1 game. I think this one's going to be different. Y'all, we're talking about ladder and, and skeins. I, I really think this is going to be a game that you see offense come out of the woodwork. Um, I, I can see both of these guys probably exiting fairly early, like you mentioned earlier. But does this have a makings of like an eight-to-eight game in the seventh or eighth inning? <laughs> Could Chris? Could you never know? But you know we've seen this before, where a team goes two and zero, they get a little comfortable. Um, going back to Clemson, South Carolina years <laughs> ago. But um, you know the time off can hurt you sometimes, and uh, you knew that if LSU could, they had to piecemeal that game together last night. Uh, with and the young man's name escapes me at the moment. Um, the guy that hadn't started the game all year, Coach Texas, him yesterday morning said, "Hey, look, we're going with you." And he texted him back, said, "Coach, I'll do the best I can." And he went out there and, and pitched uh, a really good game. And um, you know, and and you knew Wake Forest felt a little bit of pressure because they had to win last night, or they see who they were going to see tonight in the schemes, but. You know, Wake Forest is throwing a pretty good arm out there as well. So, like Tom said, it's just got a heavyweight feel to it tonight. But I am afraid that whoever comes out of this series is kind of going to be at a disadvantage from a pitching standpoint. And it's setting up Florida um, pretty nicely for a national championship. I like I like, I'm going like to stay that. with LSU. Okay. Well, I was going to get LSU. you with that one. You mentioned something a second ago about that sit-back game and, and having the time off. Do you not think it's going to affect Florida in any way, having to sit back and wait for these two games to finish this series? It could, but Florida's played well, really, the latter part of the season, and they've had this prolonged amount of, of time where they have really kind of peaked, and they're getting just all-around performances. How about the catch, the walk-off catch from Michael, I think it's Thompson, the center fielder yesterday, to end that game uh, with TCU. The kid hit probably the hardest ball he hit all year. He just happened to hit it in Omaha, the toughest part to, to hit a home run in. And the center fielder made a heck of a catch to uh, to walk off that game uh, yesterday and in TCU season. The look was fam- was famous because, I, I mean, you and I played outfield before, but the look is like, I think I got the ball, but let me make sure before I get up and start going crazy. Uh, that was You're right, it was a great catch. And any other park, man, founders is definitely out. So, um, just like I said, it's come down to the couple teams. You had both the teams, and I, I, I I'm on, I'm pulling way for us tonight, man. I want to see, I want to see these Deacons uh, team been number one for pretty much. Yeah, LSU played a pretty emotional game. They were able to shut down Tommy Hawk, Brock Wilkins. Uh, I mean, those are some big bats that you're shutting those down, are. and I letting any hits whatsoever in the process of, and it all came down. I thought more or less to to the pitching bullpen that you had, and. Um, is LSU going to be able to kind of repeat in that regard? It, it all depends on how far these these two can go deep and before they get to the ballpark. Yeah, you know how good he is. I and mean, these are the three names I got: Brooke Wilkins and Hawk and Bennett. And then you look at the other side. You got Dylan Cruz, who is absolutely smoke hitting the ball. I, I don't know what the kid's average is right now for for them, but Cruz has got to be hitting. Uh, he's got to have a slugging of about eight hundred, if I had to guess, because I think he's like. Oh man, I know he's hitting over 500 for the tournament. So 
He's got to have a slugging over that. Cruz so. right now, 423 he's hitting. 423. Yeah, on base is 571. <laughs> I will say this, guys. If you're a casual college baseball fan, you happen to kind of follow this podcast and, and start watching a little bit of the College World Series, you have to be intrigued by the product that you've seen this year. I think I counted seven one-run games, and it's just uh, late-inning heroics, uh, comebacks in the eighth, ninth inning late. And, you know, a big surprise, Virginia was two in barbecue. Who, who would have thought the Virginia Cavaliers would have been the first team out? But I'll tell you who Florida didn't think it would be. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's what I mean, we expect from Florida Omaha. on the hook. They have Florida on the hook, and they let them off, and then they just could bounce back. And uh, You know, when you get to Omaha, you're going to see a good arm every game. And um, if you get in a little bit of a funk, uh, it can it can kind of make your stay very brief. And that was the case with the Virginia Cavaliers this year. What kind of but, series do we have with LSU Florida? Do you know right now? What was there this – Tom's a lookout man real quick because me and you just jawing as usual. But um, I, I want to know what the, the head-to-head competition is with Florida LSU in baseball this year. Did they, did they play head-to-head this year? I'm not sure if they played head-to-head. But I want to think they had I one series. I, I'm going to go back to what you said about Wake Forest real quick, Chris. I, I think they are the sentimental favorite. I, I hope Wake Forest can pull it out tonight. I think that will be um, – you know, that, that will be tremendous for the ACC. But I do think that Florida, uh, you know, could possibly have a little bit more trouble with uh, Wake Forest than LSU because LSU really, they're going to have trouble with their pitching if they get into a championship series. But I will stick with them, like I said, and I think that at the end of the day, they're going to find a way to, uh, to win it all. It should be a good game tonight, for real. And like I said, you'll be back maybe Monday, Tuesday, and we can get we can we can go ahead and finalize this final series coming <laughs> up with Florida and LSU or whoever it is, Wake Forest, and and go from there. And you can tell me about the driver and stuff later. But uh, <laughs> and we were talking before we came on too, and we were talking about I saw a stat. I think an SEC team that's been in the championship series. Uh, I forget how many years they've been having the championship series when they went to best two out of three, but all but one year, an SEC team has been part of that. So you can see the dominance of that conference. And that's a no-brainer. We know it's a football conference, but they're also a baseball conference too. So, hey, Florida, LSU, for it all, and uh, go Tigers. Right. Hey, I like the Tigers. Wait, like it to, by the way, LSU and Florida had, did not play at all this they year. They didn't. So, so you're this right. This will be a first, first meeting between the two. I'm pulling for the Deacons, man. I want to see. I want to see Wake and Florida play because I'm still not sold, Jim. I know you're sold on Florida. I'm not sold on this team yet because I I saw what Carolina did to them at the beginning of the year, and I guess I know we're at the end of the year, but I ain't got no confidence in Sully. But um, he's a good coach. But I just think I want to see. The best baseball to see played. I mean, like I said, they deserve to be there, and they're, they're going to do it. So we'll see how they play against whoever they play. I just want to see the curse broken so that number one can actually <laughs> get to the title games. Hey, <laughs> that would be neat. Be, You're right. It could be a one-two matchup, too, if weight goes. And it could be. I don't know. Florida's just – they seem to be getting all the big plays at the right time. and They, they could be the team of destiny this year. They may be, and that's, that's, that's definitely how we'll describe them if they, if they come out of this thing on top of it for sure. <laughs> All right, Jim, thanks. Hey, I know you're busy. <laughs> hey, I will say this. Uh, you know, what's cool about this is 
Uh, Y'all know I was heavily involved in uh, my sons coming up and uh, coaching them in Little League. And we had the opportunity to go up to Cooperstown and play at Dreams Park when they were 12. And I went back, and we made the championship game that week. They bring in 106 teams each week up in Cooperstown. And we had the opportunity to play in the championship. We were in the final two against the team from Orlando. And I went back and looked at that roster just the other day. And a couple of Gators, Sam Sloan, who is on the College World Series roster for uh, the Gators, played against us. And another kid, I think it's Luke Hyman, who hit a home run in Omaha this year. He was on that roster, too. So it's cool to see uh, some of the kids that we saw in Cooperstown playing out in the College World Series. and uh, We had some Division One guys on our roster as well. So we weren't exactly chopped liver, but we lost that championship game 11-9. to But uh, what, a, wow. what an incredible memory that is. What an experience. Uh, I mean, both yeah, as a coach it, and a parent. So. It was incredible. It really was. But it's pretty cool to see those those guys uh, producing at that level now. Some of them are at Florida State. There's like two or three on that Florida State. One on at Notre Dame. So really cool. Awesome, awesome. That's, that's, a, that's a neat feeling too to, to be able to look back at that and and see what they're doing now and you know know that you're part of that as well. So awesome. Just remember, yeah, man. You, for you, having me on. Yeah, man. You're at the you're at the beach in Florida, man. Tip that car girl. Yeah, absolutely. And y'all keep it between the lines without uh, without your man being there. Oh, uh, we'll do it. There's, matter of fact, I don't have any trash cans in the actual cans, so they're waiting on rabbit holes everywhere, and we're ready for them. So. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Right, guys, I appreciate y'all having me. Y'all have a good afternoon. You too. Man, thanks. Right. Jim Steele's joining us from the Coach's Chair podcast. You can catch it. Uh, he's got two of them a week. Um, I wonder if he'll do one down there in Florida. He might. He might yeah, see the Sunday podcast down there. But he's, we appreciate his opinion on what's going on with uh, college baseball right now. You know, he he knows his stuff, man. But I also realized, listening to the podcast the last couple of times he's done them, what we talk about is what he talks about. So he's already done his homework for his show. <laughs> and I don't do my homework at all. You do your homework for it, but I don't do the homework. But uh, Jim does a great job. And like I said, he is coaches here. Uh, and and it, his focus is on, like, local coaches and stuff like that. But his baseball analogy has been wonderful the last two or three weeks dealing with it. And you can tell he loves the game. And uh, I, I think that's why I think Post 20 and Greenwood are lucky to have he and TJ doing some baseball for yeah. him. So. Kind of nice. They were at the last game we had. Yeah. Of course, this week for post-20 baseball has been rained out every day this week. We're supposed to have that big uh, game tonight uh, against Anderson in which it was Veterans Night. That has been uh, moved. It's been postponed. So no game tonight. It has been moved to the 29th, uh, which is next week, next Thursday. So uh, veterans will get in free. If you bring your church bulletin, you'll get in half price as well. So. We need to talk to Ty about doing swimmies night or something when it rains and just go out there and have fun like the bananas do. I just do something crazy, <laughs> let the players run around with swimmies on and, and play like that. But, yeah, we, we knew this week, Tommy, it was going to be a tough week for baseball. and um, So we're, you and I are both following the Braves right now uh, to see if they can pull one off today before the rain really hits in Philadelphia. But uh, the rain has not held off, and we're we're basically flood zone around here. So. Yeah, and there's more coming tonight. So, you it know, is. batting down the hatches. And we've seen what's happened on the bypass with the floods down there uh, by Seaborn. And, and then you've got the, uh, what, 
you showed me pictures breaking of the lake. Uh, yeah. breaking the lake and they're flooded. Kevin's place. Um, and that's not the water rising up to it. It was just the water collecting in the front parking lot. <laughs> that was a parking lot <laughs> taking away the uh, boating that actually rode, canoed in or whatever. I looked for your <laughs> kayak, man. I thought you might be there for a little bit. Uh, hey, if I would have known, I would have gotten the kayaks out. <laughs> that would been an easy little ride there. <laughs> But should be a lot of fun. We're at Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. We invite you to come out. Uh, it is Thursday, which means the twice-baked potato and the ribeye steak sandwich is your special of the day. And Amber and her staff have been diligently working around here. Matter of fact, they uh, uh, to tell you how fast they are, in, in between crowds, they have managed to clean up this entire place. They have. I mean, they, they know that they must get it done anyway. So, uh, And, you know, think about Amber. She comes in 6, 6.30 every morning, too, and gets in here with Howard, and they, they bust it, and they get it done. And she stays on her girls pretty hard here. So uh, they do a great job here at Howard's on Main. And like I said, the thing we love about it is always special for the most part. Uh, and today Willie had the uh, – the twice baked in the in the ribeye steak sandwich. So uh, I know you you pulled a fifty two on me, or you might have gone pastrami today. No, I went fifty two. Fifty two. So, so you, you kept yours, and so uh, Haley was going to do podcast with us uh, about the submarine, but she's walking out the door now, so she's leaving me. So <laughs> just <laughs> the, the the little rabbit holes we do get in up here, though, for real. Yeah. So. Well, let's take a look at the colleges here locally because some big news has come out, particularly at Lander and the Bearcats. Uh, you can go to LanderBearcats.com to catch all this information if you would like. Um, go ahead and uh, you know apply to be uh, on their uh, email list as well. You'll get all the notifications as they do come up. But Men's Soccer announced their 2023 schedule that is out there. and um, you know They were the regular season champions last year. You remember that? Uh, well, let's start the season off on August 19th. That'll be at Van Taylor Stadium. They're going to be taking on Lincoln Memorial, oh, yeah. which is uh, Coach Parker's uh, where he came from. Yep. You know, have you noticed that we're getting a lot of coaches from Lincoln Memorial here lately? Basketball and now soccer. So, yeah. yeah, I do see that. But, uh, you know, that'll be the first game of the season uh, that'll come out, and then Lander will go ahead and they'll hit the road. They'll face uh, Francis Marion on the 23rd. Um, and then they'll batter Coker on the 26th to go along with that. And then a five-game stretch against uh, teams down uh, in uh, Florida as they head to Wingate first to battle Florida Tech um, on August 31st, and then Rollins on September the 2nd, and Lander will face uh, FIT in the NCAA tournament uh, last season with the blue and gold. They fell in penalty kicks, if you remember, back then. But that will be the uh, first uh, uh, time Lander has gone up against Rollins since 1999. Interesting. Like I said, it's, you know what I like about soccer when it's time season to start? It's also football season. So you and I are usually have our head buried in other things. But um, I, I'm ready for it. I know they are. And, I mean, like I said, this was a really good team last year. I expect the same thing this year. I mean, that, but you're right. I mean, I I don't know what it is about the, the young Harrises and the, and the Lincoln Memorial. Do they have a football team out there? Because that's what well, I Lincoln need to do. Memorial. I need to Lincoln see if they got a football Memorial. team because then we go and get the coach, then we can go and start a football team. <laughs> I'm looking for ways around everything, man. So. I was reading another article that our buddy up there for the Spurs Up show has put up. We're not going to get our NCAA 2024 football game. We're not. No. Uh, they only want to play the players $500, and, and uh, Chris Phillips says that's not enough money. So there will be no college football in 24 on PlayStation 5. So And I hate that, but there again, it's going to all go back to um, – 
I would rather them pay pay the five hundred dollars to them instead of what they're getting mm-hmm. now. So I mean that that NIL deal is a little bit better than what this game deal would be. But I was looking forward to that too. So yeah. no football team at Lincoln Memorial. Okay, so there's my uh, that's there no luck go. for me there. So I got to keep working the the keep back. Looking. You keep and I both we we either going to have to do that or we got to get the mayor to jump on this grasshopper baseball team, wooden bat league. Over at, kind of have over at Legion. We're going to have it at Legion and, and just schedule it with Legion so we're not there at the same time or game one game after another maybe. Well, when you build, when they build, Will, was it Will Banks Park? Whenever it gets built, mm-hmm. um, go ahead and just plan on having another stadium there for like a either post-20 or the Wooden. I think Wooden Matley would be better at, at the old Nave Stadium and then have you a newer concept for post-20 maybe. <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I know Post Warriors played there for years and years, and you don't want to change up anything. But just going to this fun of having two fields, and that way we can get our grasshoppers or gorillas. You're going to add three because you're going to add Stan's softball field. Well, well, we already know that. It's probably not going to be right there at the <laughs> moment, at the time. That might be for another uh, penny sales tax yeah. or something. So. Well, the other uh, schedule that came out, and it just came out this morning, was the uh, 23 women's volleyball schedule is out. They're going to get things started, of course, at the Newberry Invitational. They'll take on Arkansas, Fort Smith, um, Francis Marion, Belmont Abbey, and Auburn University of Montgomery, Montgomery. Alabama yeah. um, is who they're going to get. And then they get a fun road trip. And, and I want to be on this road trip because I've been to these places. And, uh, uh, well, I've been to Fairbanks. I want to go back. <laughs> To tell you the truth, uh, it is so much fun up in that area, particularly if you love the outdoors. But um, women's volleyball is going to get a chance to go up to Fairbanks, Alaska for the Ice Block Classic that's going to be taking place. Um, They'll get uh, Biola University out of California. They'll get, um, and I'm going to slaughter this, Stangelis State. Stangelis, yeah. Uh, That's there. Then they got the University of Alaska Anchorage and then uh, Alaska Fairbanks. They'll have those three or four teams that they're going to end up playing. But that'll be fun. Then they get to come back to the lower 48, and they'll get to host (laughs) the Redderson Invitational here in Greenwood at Finnis Horn, where they get North Greenville, Barton College, Elizabeth City, um, and Lincoln Memorial in the process of that. And then the fun begins in September when they actually start up in in conference play. Conference play. That sounds fun, man. I got to get, like I said, my friend's daughters will be a freshman this year up there, so we'll get her in here and see what they think about it. I, I didn't even realize about the schedule, so I'm going to have to make a call and find out yeah. about the schedule and see maybe if we get in touch with Julie and see if they might need some roadies or something <laughs> for the trip. Because so. <laughs> you're right, Fairbanks is a beautiful oh, area, man. It's so much fun up there in the Nolly Park and all of that yeah. uh, uh, with the sleeping lady. It's just gorgeous, <laughs> just gorgeous. Um, so that's what we've got as far as some of the local uh, – uh, areas and the colleges that are going on not much coming out of Erskine as of right now at least I haven't heard anything uh, that has been involved that's up there Um, we did have a a, a seven on seven on Tuesday that was a lot of fun it got started early so that everybody could get in before the rain ended up coming and um, had some great teams that came you had uh, Greenwood of course Saluda was there Abbeville you had Emerald 96 um, Strom Thurmond was there and uh, I apologize to you guys because I it's Midland Valley I thought it was um uh, BHP. Uh, both had the same colors, kind of the same kind of uniform that was there, but uh, found out later that it was Midland Valley after I texted you guys all of that. But uh, what a lot of fun that was uh, watching these teams go at it. And um, for Greenwood, of course, uh, you know, it's, it's, 
all new. It, it, you're right. It does look weird seeing everybody spread out in that regard. Um, now you just need to add the linemen for it. But Tristan Lewis, again, um, got a majority of the reps that was there. Now, they did play everybody through. So it wasn't like, uh, you know, the ones got to play with just the ones, the twos, just the twos. Everybody got kind of mixed up and scattered in between uh, and got to play. But Tristan had a, a what I thought was just a great uh, seven on seven this past Tuesday for Greenwood, and it's going to be anxious to see. I also saw that uh, uh, Bryce Seaborn um, is going to be that go-to guy in the slot that uh, everybody is is you know been so key on, particularly at the college and the and the pro level. He's going to be one of those guys in the middle. Remember last year he played JV mm-hmm. was one of the uh, running backs ended up getting hurt that was there. But when he was in middle school, he played a lot of the linebacker spot. I thought he'd play a little more defense, but they got him. Got him using uh, the wide receiver on offense. He's probably one not going to give him an option because he's not a running back, so he can't go to defense right now. But <laughs> I was ecstatic when you said that because, you know, we have been waiting for that, that step-up slot receiver to come into play to where you know you got a guy that you can throw the ball on the out or the post or whatever, and you know that he's going to catch that ball. Um, and I – I can't tell you what wonders that's going to do for a guy like Lewis or whoever does end up getting to be the quarterback at Greenwood. Um, I'm just I, Lewis's arm is just phenomenal. We know the strength he does at just playing outfield uh, in baseball, and that just a cannon and rope that he can throw it on. Um, just waiting a little bit of running back situation to pick up. You were talking about the safety play a little bit. Um, yeah, hate, hate I missed it, but like I said, I think. I think as a fan of Greenwood, I think that what we needed to see happen has taken place, uh, and Coach is doing everything he can to try to turn that page from it just being that running, you know, through was it cloud of dust and three plays or whatever, and and, and get it the ball pushed to the outside, uh, because we both know in order if you want to establish a run, you got to open up the pass, and that's they work in you know synonymous with each other. You know, you run the ball open up the pass, vice versa, and we've got to get it in a shorter game, and like I said, shorter pass might be the way to go. Instead of trying to throw that thirty-five yard out, let's just throw that. Don't get me wrong. They, I mean, they threw. Play, there were. I can't tell you how many times within three plays they were in the end zone. Uh, sometimes it was less than that. It was one or two. Um, so they've got the guys and the bodies to go deep. They've got some height on the outside, which is going to be phenomenal at winning some of those fifty-fifty balls. And that's the key. But but there again, in the past we haven't really had that quarterback to throw the fifty-fifty ball. I think we do this year. No matter who it is, if it's if it is Tristan Lewis, and that's who it is. But um, just exciting because we're talking about Greenwood football, and we're only in June. So. But I know they got a couple more seven on sevens, and uh, so they we'll, do. They we'll, do. Uh, uh, and you guys asked me too. Said who shined the most? Which team looked the best? That was. It's hard to tell who really looked. The Strom Thurmond looked really good. Their secondary is phenomenal. How tall and long they are, and in, in the way that they played. Um, you know. It, I look for big things. Their offense has a little ways to go, but their defense, is, I think, in the secondary is going to be set there. Saluda looks like the real deal on offense. It looks like they haven't missed a page. Uh, as And not having right as yeah. one of your wide receivers, they were managed to find receivers all over the place. Um, and they're going to be another really good team. Uh, and we know they love to run, the, you know, pass the football more than they run, but um, they look just. It looked like they're going to continue on another year from what they were yeah, last year. They're still waiting on the quarterback like they had three or four years ago that went on and played college ball. That's where they're waiting on that kind of prototypical quarterback. So I'm always interested to see what coach can pull out of the woodwork up there. Um, I tell you the one I was interested with, and I shared it on our, our on our site, and that's Coach uh, 
Bennett over at 96. Um, I, if you haven't heard it, go to, go to our side or go to Moving the Chains and listen to the enthusiasm that Coach Bennett has uh, from 96 now. And, and he'll tell you the story on what made him change his mind to take that job. And that is phenomenal. I cannot wait to see what he gets done this year. going to be fun. Well, he's got a great quarterback, Braden Mitchell, that is there. And Mitchell was firing. I mean, I, I have not seen a guy – since probably we we played last year against uh, uh, Northwestern and for that matter Westside that was able to make the reads as quickly as he did. Cut um, and he just I mean he goes through his progressions really really quick is able to to lay the ball there in the fifty fifty zone on the outside as well as get it uh, you know to the slot receivers and the guys underneath so. Um, Maybe that's where the excitement was coming from the interview was the fact that he's got a top-notch quarterback there in 96, and before you don't have to build that, it's already there, and you just got to work around what he's got there. But. Oh, and Ladurian Waldrip is the real deal. I, okay. I can't tell you how many balls he ended up catching and taking away from defenders in the process. So. And that's something we haven't – I mean, 96 has had a really good coach. It's, I'm not trying to take away from that, but um, it's just the fact, sheer fact that they've got Abbeville they have to look forward to every year and um, so many other teams. I want to see some changes, and I mean, you don't change them with a win the first year, but I want to see them where they at least competitive on the field with these teams that they're used to losing to, and, and unfortunately. And I, the last thing I love what he said about 96 and the reason he took the job was the fan base that support the town of 96. He sees that. Same can be said about Sorrow, um, the guy at where Shoals. Lakeland's fans support Lakeland's football, and that's the key. And, I mean, he already saw it coming in before he took that job. So I'm excited to see where these guys go. Now that you've told me about Thurman Thurman, i got to check in with Cam, make sure he's doing all right down there because <laughs> uh, I know he's going to be ecstatic. But you remember we saw them play last year, and that quarterback they had was really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to see if they can improve new coach pretty much for the most part. Maybe a second year. So, let's see what improvements he makes to that team. And they're already a really good football team at, at, down in Johnston. We know that. Uh, so, good things coming out of it. I, I'd love to hear it. And then all I hear about, and you can tell me about it because I know you put it on the on the <laughs> test you sent me. I keep hearing about this big dude that they got at Abbeville. What you know <laughs> the, about this guy? The running back that they had <laughs> out there. Well, first off, you know, uh, Abbeville lost a ton of folks. Um, off of that championship team, including uh, Rayford, who was the quarterback last year and, and made the, a big difference that's there. They're, they're struggling a little right now at quarterback in the throwing department. But uh, for, for the most part, they've got some guys that can still catch the football uh, that are out there. And they were they would adjust off their routes in order to make and find these balls that were there. This running back, though, it looks like they took a right tackle <laughs> and and put him in the backfield. <laughs> and now he's it does, and the dude stands, what, maybe 6'2". He's probably around 230, 240. Um, I mean, he's a big dude in a load. Now, he's not lightning quick like the other backs that Abbeville has had in the past, but he's got a lot of power that is there that comes his way. And he started off uh, a little rough. You know, he dropped a few passes here and there and that type of thing. But later on in the day as it wear on, maybe as it got warmed up, I don't know, um, he started catching more and more balls. And, and a lot of those were uh, just coming around the offensive line and catching them there in the middle of the field is where you saw a lot of his, his uh, success, particularly late in that seven-on-seven. Seven. 
Well, that's kind of how Abbeville's been the last two or three years anyway. Jamie's kind of implemented that back out of the backfield. Uh, it's been uh, Torch and some of the other guys. Like you said, Rayford's a tough guy to replace, but if you can get that guy to believe in that system and he can go around and make that – I call it that floating reverse is what I call it, where you send him around the wing uh, and you get him on the outside and his – even if he's not that speed, if he's that big and he's that powerful, he can still get you to 20 yards down the field yeah. that they're going to be able to get. And, so. and I, it's hard to judge the speed as of right now because nobody's tackling. Every, it was, you know, two-hand touch kind no of thing. No pads probably. Uh, no pads were on, just the helmets and shorts and a T-shirt kind of a thing. Um, so it's, it's you know, it's kind of hard to see exactly just where he is at full speed as of right now. But uh, it'll be fun to watch and come around to the Abbeville Jamboree and, and some of the scrimmages. We'll, we'll have Benji between now and then, so I'm sure he's going to tell us all about him too. But so. the kid's a horse. I will give him that. Yeah, you said I mean, you said it, and I know Darius is. He's as big as the lineman so. in front of him. Well, he's maybe he's been pushing to get that that spot to be able to run the football. So we, I guess we know what they'll do down at goal line, then, huh? Yeah. Well, you know where it's going or who's going to get it. That's for sure. But it was a lot of fun. Of course, Greenwood uh, they got another. I think they go this week into Columbia, if I'm not mistaken. It may be next week, but I think it's this week. I'll check on that one and see because I got it on my phone just to see where it's at. Yeah, for the seven-on-sevens down there. Yeah. So that would be a fun one to go to because they're calling them. Beamer's already had one. <laughs> so this will be another one at, at, at the – and I, you haven't been to the facility yet, the indoor complex. At I have not, either. No. And that, that would be well worth the trip for us to go down and let you see that. Stan's been, Bill's been. But uh, that's phenomenal. And to actually see – the teams work out because Willie and I got to see the Gamecocks. It's a workout when they open the facility, um, which I haven't been to Clemson. Uh, so that would be a fun trip to go down. You get to see the facility. Parking's great. Uh, and just see – no, you don't have to worry about rain. Trust me, you don't have to worry about rain. Everything's indoors. Yeah, no, it doesn't in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, like I said, that would be a fun one to go to. Um, I just – I don't really like the way they tie everything to Beamer. I mean, I know he's a coach of Carolina, but uh, it's actually at USC. I mean, Beamer's not putting this on himself, the 7-on-7 seven seven camp. I don't guess. So we'll see how it goes. Let the people know, and if maybe that'd be a we we take a Lakeland's trip down for that. So yeah, and see what happens in that regard. Um, some other news from some of the local uh, uh, teams that I've got Emerald right now. They got uh, coming up this Monday a couple of camps that you might be interested in. The uh, Emerald soccer camp starts Monday, as does the Viking baseball camp starts on Monday. So if you've got some youngsters that are interested in either of those, you need to go ahead and get signed up. You can go to either or go to Emerald. Um, athletics.com and go down to uh, you don't have to go down far <laughs> um, matter of fact it's right there in one of the three just go, go over there to the uh, left pull downs and, and you click on that and it'll take you right to it there's a lot of stuff in the Lakeland's going on I know Landers got a bunch of camps too yeah they've got tons <clears throat> and then uh, why am I here oh yeah congratulations to Jalen Robinson That's that was it. my reminder uh, and Elijah Ross by the way they have uh, gone ahead and signed their letter of intent to go ahead and run track and field uh, over at USC Upstate. So I, I didn't think Eliza Ross would, would run track, but I thought he'd go f- a football route. But instead, he prefers uh, the circles. So we'll see. Congrats, man. I mean, like I said, we got to see them both do their thing. And like I said, I'm kind of like you. I thought it might be football. But, hey, as long as you get the education and they're doing what they want to do and they love. Uh, maybe set the time of year that's coming up and next year with the Olympians and the track and field. And maybe that's why you're starting to see these guys – Feeling out that way just in case down the road. That would be really cool for you to be able to say that, you know, Eli, Eli <laughs> Ross, Elijah Ross was a, is an Olympian or something. So. 
And if you are an athletic uh, individual here in the upstate or in, in Lakelands, I should say, and uh, particularly in and around the Lakelands, the 2022-23 uh, school year physicals expire at the end of this month. So in order to uh, get your current physical and participate in workouts conditioning, you need to have that done by the 1st. I love the way they said that, Planet High. That, that, I had to look at it, see what Planet it was. Planet High School. Yeah, I was like, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, so that's the way everything's going nowadays. You, you don't turn it into the yeah, athletic attention. office. You download it into that. Boom, away you go. Um, kind of a neat feature, I thought, overall. But that's both for you know, any school here and around the Lakelands that's involved with Planet High School. Got my attention for sure. So I like the way they did it. A lot of fun. Um, and then uh, I mentioned post-20 and the fact that uh, all of the, everything has been postponed, not only at the junior level but at the senior level as well, including baseball and the softball. So, uh, you know, hopefully we can get things going again maybe tomorrow. It'll train the fields enough to go out there and play because Greenwood needs to get – they need to get back in action here. The, the little run or layoffs not helping, you're right. And it, but luckily it's not helping anybody because everybody's rained out around here. But, um, yeah, we got to get them on the field and let it get going. Because, like I said, it's going to take – you know, you were talking about they're finally back together playing again. It, it took the week to get them back. It's going to take a week or two probably to get them playing together. So uh, You can't do a, that a, by sitting there in the team. clubhouse you can't and watching the rain drops no. fall. I mean, you can hear the coach griping and stuff like that, but – uh, until you get out there and get them on that field and then playing together, and you're not going to get the arms any better, any of the injuries, you won't. It won't be that way either. So, uh, like I said, we just need some sunshine. I mean, some sun now. And I guess maybe that's next week. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in the juniors, if you get a chance to go see the uh, post twenty Eagles play, um, you need to watch out for Brandon Hirschberger. He's batting six fifteen right now. Um, and 13 at bats, so you know, he's he's one you want to get out and go out there and see uh, that's involved in all that. And I think there was uh, a couple others. Um, gosh, where who am I missing here? Let me run down the stats real quick. Yeah, I looked over them the other night. They're, the stats are really good for the the Eagles post, or whatever post yeah. on the Eagles team. They're not bad. I, I can I can tell you this that uh, the batting average for a couple of the Easley folks that Greenwood has to play against are well above 400 as of right now. So we'll get a doubleheader, by the way, Saturday starting at, uh, I think it's 3 o'clock is when the doubleheader starts this Saturday to make up some of those games. Awesome. So that'll be fun, and that'll be at Legion Legion Field. Awesome. Go along with it. All right. I haven't got much else. You got anything else? Oh, man, start the playoffs in USFL, man. I know you want me to throw that in real quick. It's Kippy Holtz, Coach of the Year in USFL this year. I, I don't know how you pick coach of the year before the championship games, but uh, <laughs> regular season. But he's coach of the year, so congrats to Skippy Holtz. Wow. And he's, he's still – he's not still living around here, is he, with his dad? or he's No, he's got a house like I, I think he's in Birmingham with that team or whatever. They usually play it down there. But like I said, they'll play uh, – they'll have their first playoff. Playoffs already started for USFL. Four teams left. <laughs> so, and it'll be a short year, a short season, and short playoffs and all. So, anyway, you got the Breakers and the uh, Stallions. And before we know, it'll be uh, football season here once again. We'll have August just around the corner. And I was thinking we forgot about my Thursday special, but we did it Monday. So, anyway, you were on the ball with it. <laughs> so, thanks to Jim Steele again for, for coming on. And I, I he's at the golf course. Don't have, he, he's not he, gonna, he ain't fooling me, man. Because I'll tell you something else. His son likes to play golf, too. 
So Maybe they were both there. They, they were. That's why I said tip that golf cart girl. That's the key. <laughs> if you want to be invited back, Jim, tip her. All right. Come on by. See the good folks here at Howard's on May. Enjoy lunch with your family, also with your coworkers. They've got everything here for you, and you can call ahead and get it delivered, as a matter yeah. of fact. So make plans to do that. Come by and see Howard Corley and his great staff here at Howard's on May. I'm Tom Carroll. That's Chris Cox, and we are the Lakeland Sports Guys.